Today I'm going to talk to you about how to stop people pleasing. All right. Now I know that this is a thing for lots of you guys. It's something that I know can be difficult to stop. Um, maybe you don't even realize you're doing it. You know, people pleasing behavior can be very ingrained and um, we can be conditioned to be like that from childhood. So the definition of people pleasing is defi- it's defined as someone who cares a lot about whether other people like them and always wants others to approve of their actions. Okay, So it's basically putting other people's approval ahead of your own wants and needs and opinions. So some other slightly uh, more derogatory ways of describing a people pleaser might be a doormat or a pushover. It's someone who can let other people get away with anything. Um, they let more dominant people or, or, or more vocal people in their group make all the decisions and they let other people decide for them. And basically, if you have people pleasing behavior at the root of it, you're saying that you value other people more than yourself and you're likely to be scared of speaking up for some reason. You know, it may be a reason that has been keeping you safe for for your life. Um, it's been serving a purpose, but really, it's got to stop, hasn't it? Um, so I'm very keen and are often helping people to step out of their people-pleasing behaviours, okay? And the reasons why you might people-please are, one, you might not know that it's okay to say no to people. That might just not be um, the way you've been brought up. It just doesn't feel right to you. Or, this is very common, you feel like people will hate you if you disagree with them. And I know that, you know, that for me, avoiding conflict and sharing my opinion in case someone didn't like or disapproved or got angry is is, is something that I've definitely experienced. Um, or another reason is you literally don't know the words to use to put yourself first, to put your opinions across, to stand up for yourself. So it's a lack of having the correct language to assert yourself if it's okay. Um, so people pleasing is different to generosity and friendliness, which of course are very desirable qualities. It's people pleasing stems from insecurity and fear, whereas generosity and kindness is a much warmer, more giving uh, characteristic. So people pleasing is more like to protect you and because you're frightened of what will happen if you don't do it and you want to be um, kind and generous so that you're not rejected. And some other people-pleasing traits are things like you can't say no, you might agree to something and then fume quietly to yourself that you agree to it, or you might feel unappreciated for all the things you're doing for others, or you feel guilty about doing something that you want to do, and or maybe you don't offer your opinions and uh, just go with someone else's. You know, it's, it's easier for you just to let someone else make a decision and go with their, their opinions or agree with their opinions. And it might be because the conditioning runs so deep that you're not even sure of what your opinions are. You know, you can easily be talked around. You're not sure. You don't trust yourself. So it can go quite 
you can almost lose yourself if you've been people pleasing for a long time and if that's how you've been trained and conditioned to be. So people pleasing tendencies are rooted in being disproved, being being disproved or neglected or rejected by someone when you seek from whom you seek validation. Okay, so maybe as a child, if someone you looked up to, someone who you wanted validation or approval from, if they rejected you or turned you away, then you will be uh, trained to try and get their approval, try and get their validation from them. Okay, so and a lot of uh, people pleasing tendencies are from core beliefs that were set up in childhood. And I'm sure you'll recognize some of these, you know, being selfish is bad. You know, how often do you, you hear children being told, don't be so selfish? You know, it's it's being selfish is is like is like being naughty really and it, you know it can be used to tell someone off to tell a child and how and you off, we often tell children be kind you know like a, like a like an order like it's forcing them to be kind it's not coming from a place of of their own volition um and you know when i had when my son was very small we we were telling him to share his toys you know when another child comes up and snatches a toy you so often see parents saying, share, share nicely. And I did this myself and I wish I hadn't. But it's teaching our children, and it's happened to us no doubt, to um, to share with people who maybe you don't want to, uh, you have no reason to, and to put their needs, even if they're grabby or uh, impolite or rude or disrespectful to you, it's teaching you that no, you have to give over your precious things whether you like it or not. So I can see that that's happened to me as I was uh, growing up. And I, I hold my hand up and I have done that. I have put in some of those tendencies to my own child. And um, I wish I hadn't, but there you go. So uh, we, we can only know what we know. Um, so there are many reasons why, especially in, in our culture, I think in the UK, we can be brought up with like this politeness at all costs and being selfish is bad and this this kind of feeling like you have to put other people first and that I I see the problems that that brings in later life in my clients who are like riddled with poor self-confidence not knowing who they are not trusting their own decisions and letting people other people get away with stuff that really they don't need to okay so how do we stop people pleasing all right so you need to learn to prioritize your body and your mind okay so your health your body your mental health is really the most important thing you've got okay if you don't have those things if you are not looking after yourself then all kinds of problems can occur and when you are continually people pleasing put other putting other people's needs first eventually that can exhaust you and you can become ill or have uh, or, 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 or mental health problems you know it anxiety um, depression can all stem from chronically not neglecting your needs and physical health problems too and the thing is nobody else is going to prioritize your body and your mind except you that is your job and it really is time to start putting that first okay because it's so important 
You also need to start to reprogram some of your thoughts, all right? So I talked about things like how we are conditioned to believe that being selfish is bad and being polite and, you know, saying yes to things is good and sharing things uh, that you don't want to is, is, is uh, what's the word? Um, is beneficial and is a good way to live. So we need to start reprogramming some of those very ingrained beliefs. And you might understand very clearly when I'm talking about this, you might understand very clearly what in your upbringing has caused you to be a people pleaser. Maybe you had very strict parents and you uh, had to behave in a certain way to gain their approval, to stop them being angry, to stop them being crossed with you. Maybe politeness was a thing in your upbringing that at all costs you were very polite and put on a smile and let people um, get away with things that really you should have called out but you were too polite to do that. Or maybe you were bullied at school and you learnt a way of coping to fit in um, where you wanted to uh, get, get approval from people who were being unkind for you. So it might be very obvious to you what's what's led you to be a people pleaser in in adult life or maybe you need to do a little bit more digging okay and there are ways that you can do that yourself or you could work with a professional to really sort of look into uh, what the core beliefs are that have set you up to be a people pleaser now and once you've identified some of these thoughts and beliefs that are causing you to behave in a way in in a people pleasing way you can start to replace these beliefs with new empowering ones. So what I mean by that is, so an empowering belief is it's safe for me to say no. Okay, so if that was one of your beliefs, it's safe for me to say no, you would feel a lot more comfortable saying no when you wanted to, rather than put that as an opposite belief might be something like, um, when I say no, people get angry. Okay, so we want to replace the beliefs that are unhelpful with new empowering ones. So it might be something like my needs are important, because your needs are important. Okay, so you need to take on board new empowering beliefs to start to undo the conditioning and the programming that we've been subjected to as we're growing up. Okay, what about people can still like me, if I disagree. So you'll find something that feels good and rings true with you. And the key is to look for a thought or a belief that brings relief when you think it. Okay. And this, adopting these beliefs, saying them regularly, having them written down, really taking them on board and embedding them as your new truths will help you to move forward as a non-people pleaser. Okay, and it takes time to embed these beliefs. You know, it took you a lifetime to um, get to where you are now. So it's it takes time to start to embed these new beliefs, and then eventually they can turn into new behaviors. Okay, so to stop people pleasing, you also need to learn assertive communication. All right, and this is one of my favorite subjects. And assertive communication is. Uh, sort of the opposite of passive or passive aggressive communicating 
and aggressive communicating. So the good news is that this is relatively easy to learn. And in my clients, I find it quite rare that good assertive communication has been modelled to them by their families. I think it is quite a modern or contemporary way of communicating. I, I certainly, I you know, I, I've, I read a lot of Enid Blyton to uh, my son, and uh, really, there's so much politeness and things that you should and shouldn't say, and and really, that is not assertive communication. Okay, so one of the the premises of assertive assertive communication is that nobody else in your life will put ever put you first. Okay, that is your job. Okay, and you can do that with the words and the actions and the behaviours that you use. All right, and self compassion is where you put your own feelings and thoughts before those of others and your happiness over the annoyance of other people. Okay, so those are the starts and things that we need to start to take on board. So assertiveness is speaking up calmly and confidently in a way that can get your point across without inflaming the situation in a fair way, without blame. It's honest, open and direct and it avoids blaming or being defensive. So if somebody was to say to you... um, they, they, they call out some sort of behaviour like, oh, that really annoys me when you do that. Can you stop doing it? How often would your first response be to say, I don't do that. How often would your, you know, your response be to instantly become defensive? Because I know that I used to do this a lot. Instantly, as soon as I was questioned, I'd be like, no, that's not true. And that is what we're trying to avoid when we're assertive, uh, communicating assertively. So you're trying to avoid that in the other person because that just is not the, the basis for a good, open, clear and honest communication. And similarly with blaming, going, well, what have you done that for? Why did you do that? That's your fault. We don't want any of that when we're uh, communicating assertively. And there are ways that you can do it. Okay, it's just a case of learning the right language and the key, um, the, 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 guidelines okay so we avoid blaming or being defensive and it's respecting another person's viewpoint even if you disagree so when going back to that example of if someone said to you oh you're really annoying me when you do that you have to take a deep breath and say okay tell me a bit more about why you said that instead of becoming defensive that's their viewpoint you have to respect it and if you want your viewpoint to be respected you need to start respecting other people's viewpoints, especially if you don't agree with them, which is really hard, but you would like that for yourself, wouldn't you? So it's important that we start to do that with other people. And you have the right to express your opinion, even if other people aren't going to like it. You have the right to express your opinion, and that is key to uh, communicating assertively. And another key to assertive communication is acknowledging when you've made a mistake. And this is so, so powerful. Let's just be honest when a mistake's been made. It's so much easier just to put your hand up and say, yes, I did that. I'm sorry that it's affected you in the way it has. What can we do to get over this? All right really important when we try and hide our mistakes um to try and make things look better all kinds of things all kinds of problems start to arise all right so 
avoid blaming or becoming defensive or being defensive. Stand your ground. Be honest, open and calm when you communicate. All right. So sometimes when we're having a conversation with someone, we really don't know how to respond, even if we know uh, assertive communication and we know uh, how to how to communicate sometimes we don't know what to say because we've been put on the spot okay and this is a tactic of dominant or people who uh, communicate with an aggressive style they like to put you on the spot they ask you direct questions and demand an answer now and that can send um people who have got people pleasing tendencies into a flat spin because you just don't know what to say you're like taken aback you weren't prepared and as I say even if you are well versed in assertive communication this can really throw you so I have found that it is extremely powerful to say I need some time to think about this whenever you are put on the spot just ask for some time if you don't know what to say ask for some time you need a pause you need some brain space to work out how you feel about what you've been asked and what your response is going to be. And no one can think that's unreasonable. And if they do, then, you know, you could ask some questions about that person. No one can have a go at you for asking for some time, for needing a pause. And that just gives you some time to work out what your response is going to be and how you're going to say it, how you feel about the whole, whole situation, okay? So remember, if you are put on the spot... That is a tactic that someone is using usually to get their own way, okay? So if you've got a friend that phones you up and says, what are you doing on Friday night? That is actually putting you on the spot and it's quite an aggressive way of communicating. And you say, oh, nothing, great, okay, do you want to come over? No, an assertive way to say is, oh, I was wondering if you wanted to come over on Friday night. Have a think and let me know. That is not putting someone on the spot, okay? So if, if in this example, if you have that friend that says, what are you doing on Friday night? You say, let me think about that. When do you need to know by? I need to check what I'm doing and have a think. I might need a night off, okay? If you're not sure, ask for some time. And the other thing that is absolutely key with assertive communication and when we are learning to stop people-pleasing is to be honest. Now, I am someone who has had a lifetime of sugarcoating excuses when I when I don't want when I want to say no, making up excuses that make me look better that don't upset the other person. And I have now realized that people know when you're lying. It is not cool to make up an excuse. You don't need to sugarcoat anything to uh, avoid offending someone else. Nobody wants to be lied to. Nobody wants to be lied to. So being honest will always serve you best. You're being yourself and you know, and you don't want to lie either, do you? Yes, it might not be what the other person wants to hear, but in the long term, being honest is always better. And perhaps they might get a bit angry or upset, but they will get over it. And if they don't, then, you know, it, it, it was a relationship where you had to lie to keep the peace anyway. So that's not that's also not cool, is it? Um, so that is the last thing that I want to say about 
assertive communication that honesty is so key and I, I say myself it's taken me a long time to learn this and now I am I always ask for time if I need to know if I need someone needs an answer from me and I think about how I'm going to kindly give my honest answer rather than coming up with the I used to come up with the most plausible excuse that I could give someone you know what is gonna how can I get myself out of this in the most believable way and um I don't do that anymore because literally it's it is not good for me and it's not good for the other person okay so being honest is super important and will be a key part in your recovery from being a people pleaser okay so I hope that's been useful I do have a masterclass available it's a video training for you to watch in your own time it's about 90 minutes long on how to set boundaries and how to say no. I've got a four-step plan for how to say no without guilt and with confidence um, assertively. Let me know if you want the link for that. Um, And yeah, let me know how you get on. I always love to hear from you. And if you've got any questions, then drop me a line.